Hello, Feisties. I'm Sarah Gross, CEO and founder of Feisty Media. And I'm here to tell you that our foundational strength training course, Strong, is on sale now through April 10th. If you're like me, you probably get a lot of crap in your Instagram or Facebook feed telling you how you should look or how you will feel if you look a certain way. As summer approaches, this only gets worse. We are told we should have a quote unquote summer body as if our bodies somehow morph into something completely different just because the weather changes. And frankly, over here at Feisty Media, we are totally sick of it. Because at Feisty, our vision is to build an empowering culture for active women. We want to shift our attention away from what our bodies look like and focus instead on what our bodies can do especially during the summer months when having the physical strength to do the activities we love is so important. The Strong Course is designed to take any woman, regardless of your starting point, through everything you need to know to level up your strength training journey. It includes a 16-week program to help you progress from wherever you are to lifting heavy or heavy-ish with dumbbells or a barbell. It also includes modules on the physiology of strength training for women, nutrition, how we keep ourselves injury-free, and more. I want every woman to be able to do the things that bring her joy and be strong enough to do them for life. Enrollment in this course is now open and you can sign up and learn more at womensperformance.com forward slash strong or check the show notes of this episode for the link. And for those of you who are among the 800 women who have already taken the Strong Course with one of our previous cohorts, congratulations on taking the plunge. And to the rest of you, see you in the course in April. Make this summer your strongest and best ever. Head over to womensperformance.com forward slash strong today. Hello, hello. Welcome back to the Business of Fitness podcast with me, Molly Herford. And this is the last episode for now, uh, which I'll get into in this episode. Uh, But before I do, I just wanted to start it by saying a huge thank you to all of you who have listened over the last uh, year and a half since we've had this podcast Uh, It has been just so much fun getting to talk to so many brilliant women, uh, getting to learn so many cool things, and frankly for me, really getting an education on business as I was working on starting my own. Um, as some of you may know, I had my other pod, or I have my other podcast, the Consummate Athlete Podcast. Um, my husband's a cycling coach, so Consummate Athlete is also our coaching business. We have a blog, uh, we have a newsletter, we do all the things with that. I am also a full-time freelance journalist, writing all about cycling and running and all things endurance sport related. Um, and last year, I started Strong Girl Publishing, which is my micro publishing company dedicated to helping young adult athletes young adults and middle grade girls find sport, uh, but also publishing content that's written by young women athletes. So to say I do a lot of things and that it's very busy is a bit of an understatement, uh, which is part of the reason we are putting this on pause. Um, But yeah, just thank you so much for for listening. I have really appreciated hearing from all of you who have. Uh, It really has meant a ton and I have loved doing this. 
Um, and a huge thank you to Feisty Media for taking this podcast on, for hosting it, for doing all the amazing editing and producing. Um, Lindsay, Carrie, Lydia, and of course, Sarah Gross, just so, so much love for them. And thank you so much for the, the support for this podcast. And of course, thank you to all of the guests who've been on the show. Um, that's been the coolest thing. And I said to Sarah over and over in the last year and a half, these conversations bring me so much life, just so much joy. It's been so cool getting to, uh, you know, get some of these smaller businesses on the map and talking to people about how they're navigating startup life, how they're handling, how they're running their small business, how they're growing their small business. Um, some of these very high-powered women, how they've grown their much larger business or how they've found their niche in the fitness industry uh, working at a different at another company and bringing more women into sport. Um, so just thank you so much for your time and uh, for coming on the show. And of course, we'll, this feed will stay alive for a while, so definitely make sure if there are episodes you want to go back and listen to uh, that you go back and listen to them because there's so many gems in so many of the episodes. I'm actually excited to, uh, as I sign off on this, I'm going to be re-listening to a lot of the old episodes for sure. So uh, I thought I would end our, do this final episode by talking about a few of the biggest things that I've learned, I went back over our guest lists over the, the year and a half and went through and just kind of thought through what are some of the biggest takeaways that I've had from doing this show. So here we go. The first thing is believing in yourself and in your business and being so passionate about it. Look, frankly, this is a really hard gig, like being in the fitness industry, especially if you're in the endurance sport side of things, which I know so many of the listeners are. Uh, let's be honest, this is not uh, an industry that traditionally pays the big bucks to anyone, uh, let alone women, uh, let alone people who are new in the industry. So in order to, to make it, I think you have to have so much belief and passion for the work that you're doing. Um, I think the, the passion really has to be what drives it, especially at first. Uh, this is not to say that you should accept less than your worth um, or be okay with low compensation, be okay with not making money. We absolutely have the right to make a living doing this stuff. Um, but I do think you have to lead with passion. Like that just has to be first and foremost, you have to love the work that you're doing. Um, otherwise, it is very quickly going to turn into just a grind. Um, and it will be a grind, even if you are passionate about it, to be totally frank. Uh, that's that's the fun part that I think pretty much every guest has shared is that, uh, guess what? There's always going to be a part of the job that you don't want to do. Uh, so if at the end of the day, you can't kind of circle back to why you love the thing, why you're passionate about it, really your why in general, uh, it's going to be really hard to maintain keeping a business like this going, especially if, like so many of our listeners, so many of our guests, uh, if this is starting out as a side hustle for you and you are not maintaining that passion, it's going to be very hard to turn it into anything full time. Uh, which leads to the second point, uh, doing anything well, unfortunately, is going to take time or money, usually both, especially at the beginning. Uh, I talked about this way back in July, I think, when I talked about sort of the first lessons I've learned starting Strong Girl Publishing. And that was that even for a company like that, where we are 
print on demand, we aren't the ones doing the fulfillment in most cases. Um, you know, each book, like whenever a book is ordered, it gets printed by the printer and sent out. I don't do, I'm not shipping out of my basement. I'm not holding a huge amount of stock. Um, even with that, there's, you know, website costs, web hosting, web design or purchasing a template, uh, you know, business cards, stickers, you name it, mailing out copies for reviewers, all that kind of stuff. It's not free. Uh, so even if you think that your business, especially if it's more digitally based, is going to be free, uh, think again. Uh, definitely assume that's going to cost something. I think in that episode I said, make sure you have at least a thousand bucks to burn on your business <laughs> at first or be willing to, to lose or spend at least. Um, and if you don't have that, uh, it's just going to be a lot harder. There's just going to be a lot of little things that are going to be more difficult to do if you don't have that ability to spend the extra few bucks when you want to spend them. Uh, and time, uh, which is a part of why we are hitting pause on this podcast. Uh, I really want to go all in on both The Consummate Athlete and Strong Girl Publishing. Uh, in order to do that, I really do need to tone down all of the stuff that I'm doing. Uh, but for anyone, uh, right, this, this stuff takes time. And I know so many women who are already working full-time jobs, they're training for the sport that they love, and then they want to work in the fitness industry in the sport that they love, which is a fantastic, noble, important goal. And this is not to say you shouldn't do it, but know that working in this industry is probably going to take away time from doing the thing. Uh, having been in the cycling industry for 16 years now, um, I am very aware that most people who work in the cycling industry ride their bikes less than people who are reading or watching or purchasing the stuff that we are doing or making. Uh, it's, you know, it's an industry that demands a lot of your time, especially if you're trying to make it actually your, your primary source of income. So just be aware that there's going to be some trade-offs, especially at the beginning. Uh, you know, you may be training a little less. Like, this may not be the summer to launch a business and do your first Ironman. It's probably not going to work doing both of them. Or rather, it's, you know, you're probably not going to do both of them very well. So expect that things are going to take time and money uh, and just be prepared for that. Uh, even if you think your business is going to be fairly straightforward and simple to do without a huge outlay of either. Uh, the next one is don't be intimidated by the business details. Uh, don't freak out about them. Don't stress out about them. However, we cannot ignore them. I highly recommend going back. It's been almost a year since we had Brenda Walsh on the podcast to talk about all things money and ugh, taxes. Um, and even just saying taxes makes my gut clench a little bit because no one, no one likes it, let alone someone who is a freelancer and an entrepreneur. But they are a part of the whole, the whole gig. This is what we've chosen to do. This is how it works. So uh, you got to figure that stuff out. Um, but I also don't think it should intimidate you into stopping or not rather not starting your business. Um, you can do a lot, whether you're listening to this in the U.S. or Canada, you can do a lot as just a sole proprietor. Uh, in a lot of cases, you don't really even need a business tax number right off the bat. It's definitely something you should think about quickly. Um, but don't let those business details stop you from starting something. Um, and also don't let them be your first step either. Um, I know for me, I love the tiny, 
easy wins. I love the things I can tick off a to-do list. Uh, so for me, something like, ooh, getting my, getting my business uh, name and sole proprietorship and uh, EIN number or whatever the, the number is and wherever you happen to live, uh, that stuff seems really kind of sexy and fun and like feels very, uh, I hate to say it, but like girl bossy in that you're like, all right, I'm making it. I've started this business. Uh, but then you actually haven't done any of the, the actual um, things to start your business, <laughs> like finding your first client or something like that. Uh, the business stuff, honestly, if you need to get it set up quickly, you can get it set up quickly. It'll take you an afternoon. You're done. You're good. No problem. Um, so stop stressing on starting that stuff. Focus on first client, first product, like get that stuff out there and then figure out the business stuff. Um, but definitely, definitely figure out the business stuff. It's a weird balance that I'm talking about. Um, but if you've tried to do this, you probably understand what I'm getting at here. Uh, spend time on both things, the, the actual working in the business, but making sure you've got all the business details figured out. Um, which leads us to the next one, asking for help. Uh, out of pretty much, I think pretty much every woman I interviewed said that one of the biggest mistakes they made at the beginning of their business was simply not asking for the help that they needed, whether it was help from friends or family to spread the word or, uh, you know, help from a actual professional, whether it's a lawyer or an accountant or uh, even just a professional mentor. Um, people, especially women, we hate asking for help because, you know, we want to think that we can do all of this stuff. Um, and frankly, it's, you know, it's hard to ask for help, especially if you're a very type A person. We don't want to do it. It's difficult. Uh, but here's the deal. You got to do it. It's the only way you're going to get ahead. Uh, and especially when you're talking about, oh my gosh, when you think about your first round of marketing, um, your friends and family are going to be your biggest advocates, your biggest supporters. And probably the best thing you can do for your business is let your friends and family know what you're doing. Um, and this doesn't mean just posting it on Instagram. We all know the algorithm does not favor showing people your business stuff, unfortunately. It's going to favor your dog videos or whatever. So I think probably one of like the best things I've heard from a few different people on this podcast are when you're first starting something, send emails or texts or call whatever to your close friends and family, just letting them know what you're up to, asking them to share it with a couple people. Uh, that can go such a long way. Honestly, uh, with Strong Girl Publishing, my first author, Mackenzie Myatt, I have to tell you, this is super embarrassing to admit, but my current best salesperson in Strong Girl Publishing is Mackenzie's grandmother. She has sold dozens of her granddaughter's books because she is so stinking proud of her. It's fantastic. It's hilarious to me, uh, but it has been such a huge moment of learning for me where she's she's getting out there like she is going to bike shops to sell these books. She is selling them to friends. She is selling them to friends of friends. I don't know how she's doing it, but like she is my number one seller. Uh, OK, Amazon's my number one seller. But she is a close second. Uh, so really, if you can bring your friends and family into what you're doing, they're going to be excited for you, or at least some of them are, and they're going to be your greatest advocates. So by all means, ask them for help. 
And then the professional side of things, the accountants, the lawyers, um, I do have to say, you know, this is one of the harder things to do because it is an outset of cash, right? You're going to have to pay a lawyer. You're going to have to pay an accountant. There are cheap ways to do this. Uh, I actually found in my town in Ontario, uh, Ontario has some great uh, entrepreneur services that are free. Uh, so I've been able to use some of that for everything from uh, doing website audit for me to uh, just some free business advice. Uh, I had one call with just a business uh, business advice guy and really just kind of talked through my entire business structure and just having someone who was completely not related to me, didn't know the field of endurance sport or sport landscape at all, had no understanding of that world, just talking to him about the business was so useful. Uh, it gave me so many things to think about that I wouldn't have thought about because I was a little too close to the situation. So worth it. So definitely look at what free options are around you because often there are some. Uh, the other thing that we've found is in our town, we have a few different uh, workspaces, like WeWork style kind of things. But actually at two of them, they have professional services that are available for a really great rate if you're either a member or if you're even just uh, if you're using the place, they actually have people on site uh, that can talk about whether it's bookkeeping or legal advice. Um, they have really good discounts on it. So totally worth thinking about because that's one of those, well, if you needed an office space to do your work anyway, um, you could get the lowest tier membership and get access to those people. Uh, and it's such a great deal. So definitely look at for look for those. And honestly, paying a lawyer or an accountant for a couple hours of their time is really not that big of a deal. Um, it Yes, it's money, but it's really not as much as you think it's going to be. Um, and if that's too much for you, I do highly recommend you go back and listen to our episode with Jamie of Contract Markets. Uh, so she has this great online business. She's a business lawyer, but she's created these fantastic contracts that are very customizable that you can have for your website. So we actually have them for both Strong Girl and Consummate Athlete, where we have her terms and conditions, privacy policy, everything that we needed, uh, just to make sure that we are compliant with all of the current legal standards and whatnot. Um, having that has just been such a huge relief. And it's funny, we're actually working right now on a big website overhaul uh, for the Consummate Athlete website, and we're actually working with web design people to do it this time, uh, not trying to DIY it or do it on the cheap. Um, so to the point of investing in your business. Uh, but one thing they said to us as they were going through it was that they were really impressed that we had all of that stuff in place already because a lot of small businesses uh, don't, but that actually kind of puts them out in a really weird legal space. So you definitely want to make sure that you're doing everything you can just to be compliant, especially if you have an online business. Um, and I do think it is worth on the note of spending money. Uh, I don't think that if you're just starting out, you need to get a website designed and put a ton of money into the aesthetic of your business. I think getting your first coaching clients can be done with a Google form and a checkout page. I don't think you need to do anything super fancy in order to make that happen. Um, but I do think if you're, you know, in the business for a year or two, it's worth thinking about, okay, where, how seriously do I want to take this? What am I willing to spend on it? Uh, and the answer might be, I'm not willing to do it. 
Uh, I'm not willing to spend much on it right now. And for a lot of years, that was our site with the consummate athlete. We've, you know, gone through some web revamps. We've spent some money on it. Uh, but it wasn't until this year that we were like, okay, it's time to get really serious and put good money into developing this website. Um, and I'm very excited about that. And it feels really good. And it feels like the right time uh, to be investing in it. But uh, even my, you know, Strong Girl Publishing one, that's entirely me. You know, I've figured out how to do all of the different aspects, uh, which is actually bringing us to our next piece of advice, which is if you're starting a small business, it's probably a good idea to do a little bit of everything at first. Like, it's very tempting to uh, kind of go into this, again, girl boss mode of like, I need venture capital and I need to hire XYZ people and do this, this and this. Um, and yes, you probably do need to hire those people eventually, but you're actually much better off. Uh, this is, I think everyone that I talk to will, has said this, you're better off doing everything on your own at first solely so you can understand how each thing works, get like, I always say enough knowledge to be dangerous, but you learn enough that you can then actually work well with the people that you do hire. You're not just completely trusting them blindly. You've done it. You know how long something takes roughly. You know, you have like a workflow for this that you're going to be able to share. You have some social media strategy and you've kind of figured out what, what works or know exactly what doesn't work with Instagram or TikTok or whatever. Uh, so I do think it, it, it's a good idea to do everything yourself, at least at first. Uh, the hope is that you're going to farm out a lot of it eventually. But getting your hands dirty, figuring out how the back end of your website works, being able to update your own website, uh, you know, doing your own social, writing your own press release. Um, a lot of the product-based people we talk to, I think actually every product-based person I talk to, did their initial fulfillment themselves. They were the ones packaging and labeling and shipping uh, for those first orders. Uh, and that really helped them then have a better sense of what it costs. So that way, when they were eventually finding a distribution company, they knew, is this actually saving me money or am I spending a lot more? Is this kind of a shady situation where they're kind of taking advantage and charging a lot extra or are they actually getting such a good discount on shipping that even though I'm using a distributor, it's actually as cheap or cheaper because I'm not paying just standard shipping rates. Uh, so it, it really gives you a good sense of everything in your business. And it makes you so much more capable of running your business in a smarter way that's going to save you money. That said... You do need to know when it is time to ask for help. And usually that time is when you have more orders than you can possibly fulfill or you're, you're just hitting a place where you can no longer do all of the things because you need to be spending the time doing the bigger ticket stuff. Um, or you just, you've gotten to the point where you need something that you are no longer capable of creating, right? Like I can create a pretty simple website. It's not that hard anymore. There's tons of templates out there. Uh, it's pretty simple to figure out a web host at this point. Uh, I've been doing this long enough. I know enough to be dangerous. However, I do not know enough to maximize for mobile experience and SEO and keyword search. I don't know enough to make a homepage that genuinely looks truly like 
fancy and professional, especially for something like Consummate Athlete, where we have so much going on with it. We have a podcast and a blog and a coaching business and pre-made training plans um, and a book. And there's so many things happening that we really do need experts to help us figure out how to best put that out to the world. Um, so <laughs> do everything yourself, but make sure that you know when it's time to bring someone else in. Don't think that you can do it yourself forever. Uh, also, I think I mentioned this with the, the free uh, business, economic entrepreneurship stuff that goes on in my town. Uh, but there are also some companies that are doing really cool things. Uh, Martha E. Diaz mentioned that REI has an incubator for certain small businesses. Uh, there are obviously like more paid mentorships and courses and stuff you can do. But I do think looking for programs that can help you take your business to the next level, whether they're free, whether they're paid for, uh, whether it's even... One of the coolest things that came out of the Outspoken Conference back in 2022 was the fact that a lot of the women formed these tiny little masterminds themselves. Uh, it was awesome. Last year when we had a uh, Zoom call around this time that was just open to whoever signed up from uh, for Business of Fitness, uh, we called it the calling your shot call. So you were getting on the call and talking about what you were doing that year uh, or what your big goal was for the year. Uh, a bunch of the people that had signed up were from that conference and a bunch of them talked about the fact that they already had kind of banded together with four or five other women that they met at the conference and were having monthly meetups and they were all chatting through calling their shots and talking through problems and all that kind of stuff. Uh, so even if you don't find a, you know, more traditional established program that can help you out uh you know can you join in with a few friends or loosely affiliated people in your network to uh try to find those common threads and you know there might even be great ways that you can help each other or work together or collaborate uh or even you know offer advice share experts all that kind of stuff um and that does not mean that everyone should be doing the exact same thing so I liked a lot of people spoke about the idea of white space in our past episodes. So they're looking at current industries. Uh, Karina from Bevo Water Bottles really comes to mind here. Is you know you're looking at the cycling water bottle space in her case, and you're saying okay, plastic water bottles. There's a billion of them. It's super easy. But what's missing? What's missing is a metal cycling water bottle. There's no one making just a water bottle that's meant to be long-lasting, that isn't going to have the plastic taste, that isn't going to be have any plastics in it. So, boom, Bevo is born. Like, cycling water bottle is not a white space, but a metal cycling water bottle is. Um, and I really like the idea of looking at what others are doing and taking notes on that because I mean if they're doing something that's clearly they're still in business after five years like okay they're doing something right but you shouldn't be copying that you should be putting your own spin on it your own stamp on it uh, you know if there's a yoga studio in your town that's been open for a bunch of years you wouldn't want to just look at what they're doing and copy their schedule and open a yoga st studio two blocks away you want to look and say like okay great this yoga studio is obviously successful, you know, maybe they're doing, you know, monthly community events or like a monthly free class or hosting workshops or whatever. And maybe you can kind of learn from that and also 
host some type of community event or have long weekend retreats or something like that where you're you're playing off of what they're doing. But you don't want to do the exact same thing. They're already doing that. Uh, this is especially true with local businesses, obviously, but I think it's true of any online business as well. Uh, coaching is a big one. I know a lot of listeners are coaches. Look at what other people are doing. Look at what other dietitians are doing. Look at what other coaches are doing. Look at what other uh, you know, yoga teachers who do online training are doing. But make sure you're putting your own spin on it. Make sure you're doing something that's a little bit different. And the little bit different might just be that you're the one doing it and you have a really unique voice, a really unique story. Fantastic. But make sure that that's front and center and it's very clear how you're different from the other person. On that note, uh, marketing does matter. Uh, it's also imperative to have a product you believe in. Um, this is marketing is, I've said it a billion times on this show, the thing that I am probably the absolute worst about, not because I don't believe in my product, but because it's, you know, it feels a little cringy to jump on Instagram and constantly be talking about stuff that you're selling. Uh, and, you know, it is cringy if that's literally all you're doing on Instagram. Ugh. But it matters. Marketing matters. You have to get out in front of people so, so, so often before you sell a single thing. Uh, you know, there's a ton of great companies that I have met from doing this podcast where I follow them. I follow their owner on Instagram. And you know how many times I've seen them pop up, even though I know they're actually doing great Instagram stuff. They do not show up in my algorithm. It is not their fault. Like they're just not, they're not showing up. They're putting out great content, but for whatever reason, Instagram is not serving it to me. And like, that's, that's the reality is it might feel as though you are putting stuff out constantly and just sharing and sharing and sharing and not getting anywhere. And you might not be getting anywhere, but the sharing and sharing and sharing, most people are not seeing it. So don't feel as though you've put something out too many times. Um, so marketing, marketing matters. Um, and looking for ways that people are mar like, that people aren't marketing. Uh, so if you have a virtual business, the one piece of advice that I love, I forget where I heard it was, if you have a virtual business like a podcast, how can you how can you market that in real life? So you have a online coaching business. Can you leave cards for it at the gym or spin studio or yoga studio in town? Uh, you know, you're probably not going to be able to do it at the other personal training studio where they have coaches on hand. But, you know, is there even like a bike shop you can leave them at? Uh, we even think about this with our, our podcast, The Consummate Athlete. Uh, you know, we've thought about do we do postcards and leave them in the local bike shops in town? Uh, I do that with Strong Girl Publishing stuff. I have postcards and I've dropped them around town. I've put them anytime I see a bulletin board that has, uh, you know, community stuff going. I put one of those up. And I think it helps drive traffic. It might be a drop in the bucket, but at least it's something. And it's something a little bit different. Uh, and that gets to uh, Jenna from Basecamp said this only a couple weeks ago, one of our last episodes. Uh, and if you haven't listened to that one, go back and listen to it. Whether you're looking for a job or you want to start your own company, that episode is so packed with amazing tips that I, I can't even believe it. That was honestly one of my favorite episodes of all time. Um, opt out of embarrassment. Favorite quote ever. Would tattoo it on my face if I could. 
um, backwards so I can see it in the mirror. But anyway, opt out of embarrassment. And I think that's the marketing one, right? Like it's so awkward to put yourself out there. It's kind of embarrassing, but you just got to opt out of that. You just got to tell yourself that you refuse to be embarrassed. You will not be embarrassed and just do it. I've been doing a lot more video this year already. It's been horrible. It's been horrific. I dislike doing it, but I recognize that it is something that I need to work on. So it's something that I'm doing. And frankly, it has taken me repeating opt out of embarrassment many, many times. <laughs> All right. And the last thing to wrap this up, you can do anything, but you can't do everything. That is why I am signing off for now. That's a big part of the reason. Um, look, I sincerely believe that everyone can do whatever it is that they want to do in this industry. You can start your business. You can land your dream job. You can do all of those things. Um, but like I said, sort of at the top here, it's going to take time. It's going to take money. You can't do every single thing. Like I am a chronic not business starter, but chronic project starter, we'll say. And honestly, I see things through. I have written, by the end of this coming year, I'll have written 13 books. You know, I've had the Consummate Athlete podcast going on eight years now. It'll be eight years in May. Um, possibly nine years. I think eight years. But we've had that for eight years. We have never missed a week. Um, you know, that blog has been updated. I have had a blog depend like it's it's changed it's reiterated itself many times over the years but I have blogged at least twice a week for since I was 16 20 years starting with live journal um, I am very consistent uh, which is to my detriment with something like this where you know, I admit, I know, I know I was overstretched. I know I am overstretched right now, but it is so hard for me to give up something, especially something that I genuinely love doing. I love having these conversations. I love prepping for these conversations. I get so motivated and so jazzed from these conversations that I've had with so many amazing women in the past year and a half. I love working with the Feisty team. They are such a cool group of just fantastic, amazing, talented women. Uh, who are just so good at what they do, so passionate about endurance sport. So to give up something like this is really, really hard for me. But I know that if I want Strong Girl Publishing to succeed, if I want the Consummate Athlete to keep growing, uh, something had to give. And when I started this podcast, I had no idea that I was going to be starting Strong Girl Publishing, to be honest. Um, that started sort of through a weird series of events last year where I kind of like had my final straw with the publishing industry. I had heard from, you know, a few young women who wanted to be authors who were struggling to figure out how that could possibly work for them, struggling to get any kind of traction. And I thought these are women that are worth taking a chance on. And this is where I can really make a huge difference. I have this platform already. I have this ca catalog of books that I've written that can help start this. I can really make a go of this. And when I told my one mentor about it, he looked at me over the desk and just said, this is your legacy. Like, this is it. And it gave me goosebumps. And I knew that he was exactly right. Like, it's, it's what I'm meant to be doing. I have those. I have Leadville this year. Uh, I'm running the Leadville 100 anyway. Um, 
I have so many things going on. And that's, I also still have my, my full-time freelancing career that it pays the bills. Um, so at some point, something had to give. And unfortunately, you know, this, this is the thing that, that needed to give. So I can do anything, and hopefully I can do a few of these things. This is not to say... Uh, whenever someone says that, they always talk about that, the one thing. And I don't believe that that's true. I don't believe that you can only do one singular thing. I do believe that we can be multi-hyphenates, we can be multi-passionate, we can have you know, a few different projects on the go. But there is a tipping point where you're just, you're so spread so thin that nothing is getting done well. Or if it's getting done well, it's at the expense of some other part of your life. Um, and I'm just not willing to, to keep making that, that sacrifice here. So you can do anything, you can't do everything. And that's why I am signing off. So again, thank you so much everyone who's listened everyone who's come on the show to chat with me uh, everyone that's messaged me about it I appreciate all of it so very much Uh, hopefully I will continue to see you in real life or on the interwebs Uh, you can find me and follow along with everything that I am doing over at Molly J Herford and make sure that you're following feisty media make sure you're listening to the women's performance podcast because that's where a lot of content that's similar to this is going to live uh sarah gross uh, owner of feisty media is doing such a great job bringing more women into the fitness industry Uh, a lot of what she talks about has to do with that so definitely make sure that you are following along over there um And of course, follow me. I'd love to keep hearing from you. And if you are out there working towards your business of fitness goal, just know that I am rooting for you so, so hard. And I am so excited to hear about what you have built. All right, that is all for now. Thanks again for listening. And I will see you. Thanks so much for tuning into the Business of Fitness podcast. Hopefully you got a lot from this episode and hopefully it's going to help you with your business in the fitness industry. Make sure you're following along with me over at at Molly J. Herford and at business.of.fitness over on Instagram. Keep up with Feisty over at livefeisty.com for tons of fun stuff. And of course, if you like this podcast, make sure you subscribe so you never miss an episode and leave us a rating and review. Thanks so much and we'll see you soon.